Welcome to OVS Orbit, the podcast for Open vSwitch users and developers. This is episode number 65. This episode is a talk by Cho Yu Shao, a PhD student in the Department of Computer Science at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Last summer, Cho Yu was my intern in the Open vSwitch team at VMware. During that time, he added support for encrypted tunnels to OVN, and in this talk, he tells us all about that project. On to the talk. Thanks for coming to my talk. Uh, my name is Cho Yu Xiao. I'm a PhD student uh, from University of uh, North Carolina at the chapel here, and um, advised by Mark Reiter, and he's also here, so hopefully I will do a good talk. So he will give me a PhD degree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I spent uh, the past three months uh, working with Ben to develop this new feature for Oven, and uh, so today I will give, a, uh, give, a, give, give, give you some uh, view about how uh, uh, this project. So basically, the thesis of this uh, talk is encrypting open tunnels uh, with IPsec. And during my talk, feel free to ask me questions. And I think, uh, yeah, I will start to talk about this. Uh, so first, let's start uh, talk a little bit about uh, Oven. So Oven is uh, open virtual network. Uh, it's it's uh, built uh, based on its open source system, built based on open switch, and uh, it aims to provide a logical network from uh, from a physical network. So imagine you are an administrator and managing a data center, and you have uh, many different virtual machines running different uh, hypervisors, and uh, maybe even across data centers. So these virtual machines are in different physical location. Oven can let you to create a logical network to connect these virtual machines. So in the logical network, you can create a logical switch and a logical router, so they function just like normal switch and a router. The virtual machines will be assigned a logical network state. They will be assigned a logical IP address and a MAC address, so, and they are oblivious to the physical network state, which means if virtual machines are migrating from one hypervisor to another hypervisor, the logical network states remains the same. They don't know what's happening in the data center. Also, if hypervisors change their own physical IP addresses, that won't affect uh, logical network as well. Uh, Oven also provides some additional feature which can let you to uh, implement and place network appliance in the logical network. Like you can implement uh, firewalls, logical firewalls, or logical load balancers, and place anywhere in this logical network. How does this uh, logical network be implemented? Um, a very important protocol used by Owen is to use Geneva Tunnel Protocol, which tunnels the Ethernet packet from virtual machines to from one virtual machine to another virtual machine, if these virtual machines are in the same logical network but uh, are in different physical location. So in this example here, virtual machine 6 uh, wants to send an Ethernet packet. So in the, in the, it, it just uh, sends a normal Ethernet packet. When the packet arrives in the hypervisor, Hypervisor encapsulates this packet with the tunneling protocol header, Geneva header, and uh, also encapsulates uh, it with uh, outer, uh, outer UDP header, outer IB header, and outer Ethernet header. So the inner header contains the logical network information, and the outer header contains the physical network information, which is the IP address of uh, hypervisors. So the hypervisors figures out well this uh, this tunneled uh, packet should be sent, so it sends to another hypervisor, hypervisor two. Then hypervisor two knows that okay, this packet should be going to some virtual machines uh, in, in in my in my location, 
then it decapsulates, decapsulates the outer layer headers and sends this uh, inner Ethernet packet to the Virtual Machine 7. So again here, like uh, Virtual Machine 6 and 7, they are in the same logic network, but uh, they are in different physical location. And uh, the OVA uses the tunneling protocol to transport this packet. So the thesis for this talk is to use uh, IPsec to encrypt uh, tunneling traffic. A very important question is why we need uh, to encrypt uh, those traffic. So first, virtual machines running your data center, they are computing or communicating important data, important sensitive data, like uh, the financial or health data of uh, the customer. So you, you don't want this data be in some attacker's hand. But uh, the physical network device used to tran transit this, transport this uh, network packet sometime, uh, some cannot be trusted or might be compromised. So in such case, those uh, data sensitive data communicated between virtual machines and hypervisors might be leaked out. So some specific example could be like uh, if uh, your data center, if your hypervisors are in different uh, data center, then the packet will go through public network infrastructure, like public router or public switch. So those usually won't be trusted by, by the user who, uh, by the administrator who manages this data center. And there could be some router misconfiguration even within your data center. So like those routers might uh, mistakenly send the traffic to some undesired location. Also, if the attacker who determined to break into your network, then they can probe your data by logging into the router and the switches. The phishing and the social engineering attack to a uh, network or data center administrator is also a very serious problem. Like if the net administrator, they are tricked by some uh, fake email or fake web website, they might uh, reveal their password and the attacker can use that password to log into the data center. So the solution here is to encrypting tunneling traffic with IPsec. So with IPsec, all the IP payload data uh, after the IP header will be encrypted. So the specific protocol used by IPsec uh, is uh, AH or ESP, but here, uh, but in Oven we use ESP. Uh, with the encryption and the and, uh, of ESP, it provides uh, confidentiality to the encrypted data. So attacker won't be able to read the contents of this data. And it also provides integrity. So nobody can manipulate, even they have access to this encrypted data, they cannot manipulate it. If so, the hypervisor can detect such, uh, su uh, su such manipulation. It also provides authenticity. So the, the hypervisors communicating with each other can have a clear idea that uh, the data I received is from, some, from the party I know and I trusted. Uh, before I delve into how OVEN implements IPsec, uh, I would like to first uh, give a little bit background in the, uh, the IPsec imp implementation in Linux. Uh, basically, the IPsec stack in Linux is comprised of uh, two parts. So one is the IKE daemon, another is the uh, another one is IPsec kernel stack. So the IP, IKE daemon running in the user space. Uh, it runs internet key exchange protocol, Ike protocol, either version one or version two. So IKE daemon in one host will negotiate, uh, uh, negotiate with another IKE daemon. So the first job for the IKE daemon is to do authentication so that it knows uh, the local host is talking with uh, some trusted remote host. And, uh, the, and after the authentication phase, the IK daemon starts to negotiate the cryptogra cry cryptographic algorithms 
being used uh, in the later later phase, including symmetric encryption algorithm and uh, cryptographic hash algorithm. And uh, so, so both IKD man needs to agree on the same algorithm to use. It also generates the key material to be used later. And then installs security policy and the security association to the IPsec kernel stack. So security policy and the security association is a specific terminology used by IPsec protocol. Uh, in security policy, uh, uh, basically dictates um, which traffic should be protected uh, by the IPsec stack. For example, like you can set up some policy which only encrypting TCP traffic to a certain port. So only that traffic will be encrypted and others will not. Uh, the security, po uh, security association basically contains, uh, contains all the information uh, to be used by, uh, to do the encryption. Uh, it contains uh, the, cryptogra the cri cryptographic algorithms and uh, those key materials created uh, in the following, uh, in, in the former phase. So uh, when, when, when a packet come, is, comes in, based on the security policy, uh, the kernel selects, uh, select, uh, find out the associated security association, then use the security association to do the encryption. So, yeah, so after uh, the IPsec kernel stack's job is basically do encryption, decryption, checking integrity and authenticity of the, of the IP packets. Um, in OVS, uh, since OVS mostly running in Linux-based systems, so uh, it used the existing IPsec implementation to implement this uh, uh, feature to 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 encrypt to encrypt the, the tunneling traffic. So, if you want to use uh, IPsec tunnel in OVS, you first need to do the configuration through the OVS DB. Uh, database server. Uh, uh, there are three different uh, authentication methods can be used uh, to set up uh, uh, to 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 let the, uh, to authenticate uh, uh, another ho uh, other host's identity. So first is use the pre-shared key. Um, basically, you just uh, simply. Uh, in this specific example, you, you decide which tunnel I'm going to use IPsec to do the encryption. And uh, here is a Geneva tunnel, and you uh, specify the local IP address of this tunnel and the remote IP address of the tunnel, and also the, the, the pre-shared key in, uh, to, for, for, for the IPsec to use in this, connect, uh, in this connection. And this... Uh, it, in the, remote, uh, in the remote host, you, uh, you also need to do the same configuration. So you basically need to use, uh, need to use uh, uh, a same pre-shared key to authenticate each other. So this is uh, less secure because it's just a short, short key. If, if this key value is leaked, then, uh, then this tunnel is not going to be secure. So another authentication method is using self-signed certificate. So by using self-signed certificate, first you need to create a, a certificate and associate the key for the host. And then you, in the open switch table, you specify the path of the, so the, 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 the certificate and the private key are stored in the local file system. And you, spe you specify the path to that um, to the certificate and private key. And in the tunnel interface, you specify what, uh, what's the certificate of the remote host. So basically, you need to first copy the remote certificate to the local host and then configure it by using, uh, that, uh, by using that remote certificate. And uh, so that only the... Ho only the uh, uh, only the remote host who can present this exact uh, 
certificate can be uh, will be authenticated by this tunnel. Another option is to use a CA, uh, use CA signed certificate. So in this in this case uh, in this option, you still need to create certificate and a private key for for each host. And uh, you all the, all, all the certificate should be signed by a CA. And uh, in each host, you install the certificate private key and the CA certificate in the open switch table. And uh, in the in the tunnel interface, you you don't need to use the remote certificate. Instead, you just uh, specify the remote name of that uh, of the remote host. So the remote name is the common name of the uh, is the common name of the remote host certificate. So what does this mean is that uh, if a remote host can present a certificate which is signed by my trusted CA, and also like the common name of that certificate matches with the common name being cited in, in, in the local host, then this, then this connection will be, uh, will be uh, granted. I also implement, uh, we also implement an OVS IPsec daemon uh, which runs in the same host as the uh, OVSDB database. So basically, if, uh, the if the tunnel interface is changed by the administrator, the, the IPsec daemon detects such change and validates whether the configuration is a valid configuration. And uh, if so, the IPsec daemon will set, uh, will set uh, the IKE daemon to let the IKE daemon uh, basically properly to set up uh, IPsec for the tunneling traffic. So it's, it's kind of do a translation job. Uh, after the IKE daemon then set, set up a security policy and a security association to the, to the kernel stack. Uh, here, uh, here is a, a concrete example. So. Um, this again is still for the Geneva tunnel. So since Geneva tunnel use uh, UDP uh, in the out header, and uh, also the tunnel traffic, the UDP port uh, for for Geneva tunnel traffic is uh, six thousand and uh, ninety one. So the policy here basically uh, says all the traffic from the local host sent to the remote host through UDP protocol, and the destination port number is 6091, then this traffic will be encrypted by IPsec. And for the incoming traffic uh, des uh, who's, who uses, which uses UDP protocol, and uh, uh, the destination is 6091, then this uh, I will find a proper way to uh, to decrypt to, de uh, to de decrypt such packets. So, so in IPsec, uh, basically you, you, you don't know UDP numbers before you decrypt the packets. So in the ESP protocol, it has a value called the uh, uh, SPI value. So the SPI value is pre-negotiated uh, in two hosts. So the sending host will use this uh, SPI value um, to, to tell the receiving host that you, you need to use this uh, uh, appropriate uh, security association and the keys to decrypt, the pa to decrypt such packets. And after decryp decryption, then the receiving host will check whether this matches with the presetted uh, policy. So this is just for Geneva, Geneva tunnel. And uh, the, same, the same thing as the same mechanism works for STT tunnel and also VX9 tunnel and the Geneva tunnel as well. Can I see anything uh, inside the tunnel, uh, tunnel uh, can, it, can we have like a more final way that like basically TCP flows over the tunnel or you encrypt it or not? So there's uh, uh, something or you want to look at other mm, You mean uh, whether the kernel can see? So this is the policy, like can uh -huh. it specify for the inner packets or not? It's uh, it's, it's specified for the outer packets. Outer. Yeah, outer packets. So the outer, I think uh, in the IPsec specification, it lets you to 
it can let you to specify the, um, the transport layer protocol. And also, if, if, if those protocols have port number, it also let you to specify port number. Yeah. So the second question, how does this uh, data pass uh, work along with the OBS data pass broadcast? So that yeah, that's that's probably the next thing I'm going oh. to talk about. Yeah, okay. yeah. So after the configuration, uh, the IPsec kernel stack already had had those policies and uh, security authorization ins installed. So just I just want to add a point to the. I think that um, and maybe this is where you're going, mm -hmm. but I, but with OBS. Because you're going to have the encrypted tunnel is going to be one tunnel, and then you could have a non-encrypted tunnel. So you could have an OBS flow policy that then matches on the inner packet to decide which tunnel you want to go through. I see. Is that part true? Mm -hmm. Can they both on Geneva type in cap type? Right. Yeah. You could create two different Genev. I believe you should be able to create two different Genev tunnels: one that's encrypted and one that's not. And then you could have a, an OBS flow policy that determines. Which tunnel to help me to? Yeah, let, let me see. So I, I think uh, in this uh, in this case in our implementation, like uh, there's only one tunnel. Like uh, uh, so, so yeah. So the mode. So, so in, in IPsec, there are different modes you can use IPsec. So one one is uh, transport mode, and the one is tunnel mode. I think. So in transport mode, it the, the IPsec expect you. Uh, two end hosts talk with each other, so so the IPsec will not use uh, any tunnel to do that. So in in in, in over we use the transport mode. So uh, the the OVS data pass um, generates the Geneva tunnel packets, and then the the, the Geneva tunnel packets will be sended to the IPsec kernel stack. So there is no. Uh, there is no extra tunnel. If I understand, uh, I, I think with Justin meant we can set this KB mark from the OpenFlow pipeline, and then we can match on the IPsec. It says KB mark, but Oven doesn't support it properly. It's only at the OBS level right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oven doesn't set this KB mark, right? Yeah, Oven doesn't set this KB mark at the moment. Uh, another point that might be worth making here is that uh, OBS has more sophisticated support for um, encrypting some traffic than OVN is using currently. I think that's one, one thing yes. you're saying there. So in the, the current implementation that, that Choyu has posted, uh, it's a global setting. Either, you, we, either OVN encrypts all the traffic or none of it, um, but more fine-grained policies are possible, just not implemented in OVN yet. Yeah, uh, not now, and I will like explain a little bit more later. So, yeah. So yeah. So uh, here, uh, so after the uh, security policy and association being installed, then uh, OVS data pass sent uh, unencrypted packet to the IPsec kernel stack. The IPsec kernel stack does again does encryption and decryption. Also checks integrity and authenticity. So, so that's exactly my question. My understanding is, uh, I, I have a very rough understanding. Mm -hmm. So the OBS data pass eventually, uh, there's a long table. It eventually have a flow cache, right? You know exactly for this packet what I should be uh, actions on this packet. But with encryption, some of the operation might not be, you know, uh, basically. I'm not sure if I. So how how do they work the, with the, flow cache? The encryption, the decryption happens before the OBS flow table. So, so like the packets coming in, the encryption or the decryption would happen before First. it's passed to the flow table. Okay. And yeah. the reverse would be through the flow table, okay. and then it would go through the encryption. Okay. So yeah, yeah. OBS never sees that it's encrypted. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. OBS doesn't know like it's encrypted or not. Yeah. So finally, uh, how Owen does IPsec uh, use IPsec to encrypt its tunnel? So. Uh, before, uh, so like here is a roughly a architecture graph for Owen. So how Owen is implemented uh, in the system. So basically, um, uh, it, there are many. So so for first, like uh, Owen has some global configuration database called the northbound database and the southbound database. So in the northbound database, the high level, high level logical. Uh, configuration 
like how the logical switch, uh, like logical switch and logical port is configured in the northbound database. And the southbound database contains some runtime information and including some uh, information from physical network, like uh, the IP, uh, like uh, well the uh, well is the logical net, uh, logical port uh, location. So the in each hypervisor, there is an open controller running in each hypervisor and connected with the southbound database. So the open controller will uh, update its local physical state with the southbound uh, database. And also based on the southbound database configuration, it will program a local open switch to implement all those tunnels and uh, also other uh, more complicated network functionality, including firewall and uh, load balancer uh, uh, in each hypervisor. So, so basically, like, uh, there, is, uh, o o there is OVS instance running in each hypervisor. And the OVN uses the OVS IPsec tunnel to implement its uh, own, own tunnel. What's the difference between northbound DB and southbound DB? So uh, I think first they stores different type of data, like I mentioned. Like uh, the northbound DB um, is some high-level high configuration. And uh, the southbound uh, database contains uh, some low-level information, including like uh, lot like logical flows and also the IP address of, uh, of the hypervisors, like physical IP address of hypervisors. And uh, also like a uh, function-wise, uh, southbound database kind of talks to many different hypervisors. So like uh, they should be more scalable and uh, uh, more of a, contains some other, I mean, it, it's, is used differently. Maybe Ben or Justin can give a... I think just very briefly, that the, the northbound database is what users would provide to configure like logical routers and logical switches. And then um, and then the then it goes through a transformation for the southbound database, which makes it basically consumable by OES. So the northbound interface you can think of as the user interface and then everything else is sort of an implementation. So is it fair to say northbound is like MP, southbound like SSP, compared to SSP? Is that a fair uh, comparison? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, that MP is kind of then goes down all the way down to the hypervisor as well, so it's a little bit different. It's more that the the interface that you would be dealing with is the northbound, um, but yeah, the higher level concepts, depending on constructs. Yeah. So basically, um, in order to use IPsec in, in Oven, uh, in each hypervisor, you needed to first set up uh, set up the CA signed the cert uh, certificate and a private key uh, in each hypervisor. So the hypervisors can properly authenticate each other. And so we, we chose this uh, CA-based uh, authentication method because it's uh, more convenient than self-signed certificate. Since in self-signed certificate configuration, you needed to bring all other hypervisors certificate into local host to set up this configuration, but in CA and certificate, you only need to manage the CA certificate and uh, the local local host certificate and the private key. And after you set properly set up these certificates and private key, uh, you do the configuration through the northbound database by just uh, uh, writing a value to the IPsec colon. Uh, in the North, uh, NB global table to say IPsec equal to true, then this value will be propagated by the open North D daemon to the southbound database. And uh, since every open controller listens to the southbound database, like it knows, okay, I need to encrypt our tunnels, then it's the open controller starts to program the the OVSDB database to finish the configuration. And uh, after the, so after the OVN controller, uh, after the IPsec is enabled, uh, like uh, 
Ben mentioned, all the, all the tunneling traffic, traffic will be encrypted. So it's either zero one choice if you disable it, so non-traffic will be encrypted. If you enable it, all, traffic, all tunnel traffic is going to be encrypted. Uh, I did some evaluation to test uh, the performance of uh, Linux uh, IPsec implementation. So uh, we use, I use uh, Jones 1 as the IKE daemon and uh, running in Linux with kernel 4.4 and the Zion processor. And the two, the two machine I tested is connected uh, directly with the 10 Gbps uh, NIC. I use iperf to generate TCP string um, with window size 85 kilobytes. And uh, so this TCP string uh, will be encrypted by IPsec using a single core. Below uh, are the evaluation results. So left side is the throughput. The right side is the CPU usage. Uh, the CPU usage including both the, uh, the client machine and the server machine. So the first bar, I, I, you, you might not be able to see it clearly. So basically, uh, it uses uh, AES256 uh, as the encryption algorithm and use SHA-256 SHA as the uh, hash function. And uh, the throughput is 500, around 500 Mbps when the single core consumes all its computation capability. And uh, so here uh, I use AES GCM algorithm to do the, crypt, uh, to do the both encryption and, uh, uh, and the hash function. So, so this, um, this, uh, this algorithm is more efficient in the kernel. Uh, it can achieve a uh, two Gbps throughput uh, when 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 a uh, when a single call is uh, consumed. Uh, since uh, I, the reason is like uh, I Intel has some uh, instruction extension to do encryption to accelerate to accelerate uh, 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 encryption, and it it also implements a driver to specifically implement this uh, uh, this algorithm. And so if you use this algorithm, then the throughput will be much better than the other algorithm. Mm, uh, so, so I'm not you setting up a tunnel uh, in, in the eva evaluation, like, uh, because I had trouble to use iperf to generate uh, a Geneva traffic. So, so here I just uh, generate TCP traffic. So generate TCP traffic, and the TCP traffic is encrypted by IPsec. So, um, is oh, this isn't running. Um, I I perf inside a VM. Uh, it's running I perf uh, in a physical machine. Okay. Uh, so it's acting like a hypervisor, but it's not. A, I I don't generate Geneva traffic. Okay. So this evaluation is is uh, only for testing the performance of the I, IPsec stack uh, in Linux. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that the results would be different for Geneva traffic? Maybe, since there, are, there is some encapsulation and the decapsulation, but uh, I don't know how much it uh, cost. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it will add some extra overhead in Geneva. Mm, but, but uh, yeah, and without, without any encryption, the throughput can reaches max, uh, uh, it can reach its maximum throughput with uh, 10 Gbps. So, um, and I, I also like uh, searched online to see whether other people has some other like evaluation results on IPsec. So I found uh, one document from Intel, like uh, since, since here is only a, a single core evaluation and I tried to use multiple core to do the encryption uh, uh, in, uh, by setting multiple I, I, iperf client and iperf server, but uh, it cannot, uh, the maximum is use one CPU core. So uh, I read, like, uh, 
it is it, possible to set, to set uh, to let the kernel to parallelize this uh, IPsec encryption because uh, one uh, one evaluation from Intel like shows that uh, they can by using four core or six, by using six core they can push up push the throughput to uh, ten Gbps when the IPsec is doing encryption and uh, so. So Anderson, so, so, um, so were you? How come you weren't able to do it with multiple cores? Uh, I think uh, the default setting for the kernel is to it can only so it, it, this is a single security association. Okay. So, okay, so a, a single security association can only encrypt it within a single core. So so Intel probably tested with multiples. Yeah yeah yeah. It's probably testing it with. Uh, multiple cores to encrypt the same right the same flow right and multiple well same flow or they would have multiple tunnels um, each essay would be a different tunnel wouldn't it I think they are testing so test using multiple cores to encrypt the same security association and the security policy so it, it depends on how you set up your security policy and the security association so um, like in our case the tunneling traffic will be just a single security policy to specify. I'm going to encrypt this uh, generic traffic. Okay. So it use one security association. Okay. So by default, it, uh, the kernel you only use one core to encrypt for that specific security association. Okay. So if you were going to connect, let's say that we were using OVN and we were connecting to two different hypervisors, mm -hmm. then would we be limited to one core or would we be able to go up to two cores? I think in that case, could we go to two cores? Okay. Like, because so the theory should scale fairly well across your hypervisors, but between particular hypervisors, yeah, between, you'd be limited to a single core. Yeah, yeah. Between. It would be very interesting to see if you have multiple tunnel, multiple SA, whether the throughput can go up, like Justin mentioned. Yeah. is for IPsec can, when you give a but I could see that ESP is actually the one that has the IP fragmentation going on. So in TCP down there will be the ESP packet in the first fragment. Next I see. That's all. That's all. You see, in VMC test, we saw if you fragment in the ESP packet, the ESP packet will get dropped. If you fragment the inner, then it won't. But in a data center, that might be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you go through internet, you, you will yes. that part. We will already so know. I wonder if you could, I wonder if you set the, if you set the MTU to be smaller, to take the, PS, the, the header into account so that you don't get that fragmentation. Because I assume that, that you have TSO going through, then the, I don't know exactly, I'm guessing that, so, so if you have a TSO packet, then it's going to get broken up. I guess where does that, that breakup occur? So it probably happens before it goes through the, the IPsec functionality. So maybe if you set a smaller MTU, that takes into account that an ESP header is going to get added to it, that it would um, then it be so able to. Is that a manual step or it's like automatic? So basically, the step will understand your, your physical MTU does, right? Because I know that I Actually, this is transport, though. It might not be a problem. Yeah, not any answer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the question is yeah, how do you. TSO would be for STD, right? That's TCP segmentation, but for Geneva, I think, uh, but I remember at least from the GRE, that when I run TCP down with GRE over IPsec was that the first ESP pack was in capital ESP, which means the first fragment, yeah. and then TCP down to small lowercase ESP, which means the follow-up fragment. 
Okay. So it means that IP6 stack is breaking up the packet. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I just would have thought though that like if you had a TCP connection. Oh, but I guess it's the TCP would be really. But anyway, TCP Geneva this would be the same as if you didn't encrypt anything. You have TCP over Geneva, and then it's alright because it's like a separate thing. Yeah. Um, that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, like, so if you had a Geneva packet and you had a, and so like the the VM sends a, a 64k TCP segment, then does it get broken up into multiple Geneva? Okay, packets, yeah. or does it become one large dev packet that then gets fragmented? I'm guessing it's the former. Uh, that's something I'll have to check. Uh, so, but it, it sounds like yeah, so something to be worth checking out. And I wonder too if maybe some of the as some of the hardware offloads become available for IPsec, then if you just be able to hand a large packet and it takes care of it, then maybe you know, improve performance all around. So, in this test, did you by any chance? Change any segment size parameter in that perf? Um, like, no, I, I want to know whether this fragmentation happening here. Yeah, I, I think uh, in this setting, I didn't touch. I, uh, yeah, I didn't uh, chose some small, smaller packets like this. Did you, did you notice if IP fragmentation was happening? Yeah, I, I didn't pay attention. Or like. Usually, if fragmentation is is happening, you don't get gigabits. So right. <clears throat> yeah. So okay. Yeah. So like, uh, I think uh, in this setting, like it just uh, create a TCP buffer with uh, a buffer with eight eight eighteen eight five kilobytes, and uh, I when I use TCP dump to observe the the encrypted packets, I think the length is a thousand and uh, four hundred. Uh, 70 or something. So does that mean that fragmentation is happening or not? Well, if fragmentation is happening, then you might notice sort of a, a sawtooth pattern of, of packet sizes where you have a large packet followed by a small one. I um, see. Because the, the, a bit of the first packet is getting spilled into a second fragment. Okay. Yeah, then I'm not sure whether the fragmentation is happening uh, in, uh, in my evaluation or Part of it too that that size is fairly large, but it depends on what the MTU was for the NICs. Since you're just talking between two NICs, mm -hmm. you could have up to you know nine thousand bytes for a for an MTU. So it's okay. good fit, simple. So so here's the current status of this uh, project, and uh, so uh, the over uh, IPsec can use both strong swan and Libra swan as this IKE daemon. So and. Uh, so we also has, uh, have, have packages to install the OVS IPsec in both Ubuntu and Fedora. And uh, like we wrote a couple of tutorials to how to use uh, Oven IPsec and also OVS IPsec. And uh, so there are several patches already upstreamed and uh, some of them are still uh, under review. So we hope, hopefully we, we will get them into upstream soon. Mm, one thing is like uh, we we need to use the OVS upstream kernel uh, if you want to encrypt uh, Geneva packets because we uh, add a small patch uh, when the uh, when when the kernel is doing route route lookup. Sorry, which when you say upstream kernel module? Do you mean the one that ships with like OVS yes. 2.10 or the one that's upstream in the kernel? Uh, upstream the kernel, like uh, the. Uh, Oh no, upstream the OVS. Okay, OVS. OVS. So then are we going to try and up, up, um, upstream that change to the Linux kernel? Greg is working on that. Okay. And in, in fact, uh, we, we've held back on committing one of the patches because it isn't in uh, right. the, the Dave Miller's kernel. Yet. Right, yeah, because it's the right order to do that, otherwise he gets. So another question that's the OVS DVD based on the OVS that. IPsec on for that. Sorry, IPsec for OBS DPDK. Uh, yeah. So OBS DPDK doesn't support IPsec yet, uh, but I understand there are people working on it. Uh, it ought to support when it's available, the same tunnel interface we have now. So my guess is that when that's available, this will just suddenly start working with it. And the security association will have to be returned to OBS DPDK instead of to the kernel, right? Right, yeah. 
I think the yeah, oh, the encryption will be all in the DBDK. Yeah, so there are some future directions. Uh, since currently uh, the choice is to either encrypt or open tunnels or not, so the we could uh, have some uh, have more flexible policies, like uh, we can let uh, the administrator to decide uh, only the tunnel traffic between certain hypervisors will be encrypted instead of encrypting traffic from between all hypervisors, because some hypervisors might in different physical location, but some are in the same physical location. So that's more flexible to, to let the administrator to cho choose which tunnel to encrypt. And also, like we can offer the option to say that uh, we only want to encrypt the traffic from certain logical network. So, uh, so in that specific scenario, like uh, the Administrators then can organize the virtual machines, which does critical computations into the into a same logical network, and uh, let Owen to only encrypt the traffic within that logical network instead of encrypting all the Geneva tunnel traffic. So, the second uh, the second one is uh, more complicated because I checked with the IPsec specification. It says. The, the security policy can only only allows you to specify uh, the, the the transport header and also the port number uh, used by that uh, transport protocol. But uh, if we want to select the traffic based on the logical network, then we needed to the IPsec needs to understand the Geneva header. I think so. Press KB mark. Uh, you, you mean use SKB mark? Yeah, this additional uh, argument you can pass from obvious to IPsec stack. If you use SKB mark, uh, you can mark the traffic for specific uh, logical and network. You could have logical switch ID in SKB mark and then pass it to the IPsec stack, for example. That's just, that's just an idea. Okay. okay. Uh, I think we've done the same as if you could match on like the VNI or something like that. You can match on whatever fields you want. Uh -huh. OBS, and then you just have an action which is you know, set that SKB mark. Okay. And then when it later on hits the encryption part, then it will encrypt it. Based on the SKB mark. Yeah, so SKB mark is the uh, kernel data structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but the one issue is that is the SKB mark doesn't, uh, uh, is not, it's not carried when the packet is, is being sent uh, in the wire. So, yes. so in the receiving side, it decrypts this packet but cannot see the SKB mark. On the send side, it's oh. easy. On the receive side, I agree with you. Uh, you would have to look only on SPI or something like that. You don't have anything else. Yeah, then, oh, but the receiving side, I can still decrypt it. Yeah. And then once you decrypt, you can decrypt everything and then look at the VMI in the Geneva header uh -huh. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that might be a way to do that, but uh, this is just pretty much I want to say. Uh, I don't know whether you still have more questions. Okay. All right. Thanks. Oh, I, I have a so, so the the configuration. Um, so to configure the the keys, do you do that through OBS, or do you do that through? Does OVN provide a capability to do that? Mm, no, OVN doesn't provide the capability now. Like so you do the, you do all the configuration in OBS, and then you set that flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in OVN, you only set that flag. And uh, what does the flag do? It's, it's basically so. So the Oven controller uh, creates tunnel interface, and um, it wants to know whether the tunnel is IPsec tunnel or not. If not, then it will not set the options like uh, local IP address and also. So the main thing it does is it just it it uh, does it's for the tunnel creation. Yeah, yeah, for the tunnel. All of the yeah. configuration had to be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all for the open controller to finish the tunnel. Uh, cre yeah, creation. Did you check? Did you measure the latency? Uh, no, I did. Impacted, like, I don't know, what will be the impact on the latency as well? 
yeah, that might uh, impact the latency, but I didn't do any evaluation on, uh, on the IPsec latency. But uh, yeah, but that might be something I, I can do <laughs> today or tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, and the, yeah, I don't have the chance to do that, yeah. Um, I was wondering, what is the, I'm a little bit unfamiliar with uh, virtual networks and encryption, but what, what's the relation between encrypting the physical network and encrypting the virtual network? Like, can you use IPsec in the physical network and also IPsec in the virtual network? Or is there a distinction between that at all? I mean, uh, in, in this implementation, like, uh, IPsec doesn't know anything about the virtual network. Okay. Like, IPsec stack, uh, thinks it's just some normal IP packets and uh, does encryption based on that uh, IP packets. So this project is essentially teaching Oven how to handle encrypted traffic. It doesn't change the encrypted traffic itself at all. Uh, Oven doesn't change, yeah, Oven doesn't change encrypting. It, Oven doesn't encrypting traffic. So the virtual network is encrypting traffic. It doesn't, it's, Oven's not aware of it because all it sees are Ethernet frames. Yeah. 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 So, so it doesn't, it doesn't know what's going on. It doesn't care what's happening above it. So yeah, you could have multiple levels of encryption. This is just to, to encrypt between hypervisors. Okay. Does anybody have any more questions? It's a little hard to, to make out the question, but I think it's about encrypting the, uh, the OBN and OBS control planes. We don't currently use IPsec for those, but uh, we, we do use uh, TLS, so I, I think that everything in the uh, control plane is, is already uh, uh, authenticated and, and, and confidential. Um, it, it certainly one could use IPsec for that, and it's just uh, less, less common uh, these days. Um, I, I think the, the, the reason we're using IPsec here is uh, because uh, it's, a, it, it's a much more efficient way to, uh, to encrypt tunnels than, uh, than, than TLS. You just uh, don't see people using TLS much for tunnels. I, I, I did have a, an interesting discussion with somebody who was using TLS for tunnels uh, using a uh, a very clever set of uh, technologies, and you know, if, if that became mainstream, then it would be a perfectly reasonable way to do it in OVN as well. Well, thanks to everyone for coming, and let's thank our speaker one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. OVS Orbit is edited and produced by Ben Pfaff using Audacity audio editing software and released under the Creative Commons Unported 3.0 license. The intro and bumper music in this episode is excerpted from Electro Deluxe by My Free Mickey and the outro from Girls Like You by Stefan Kartenberg, both under the Creative Commons Attribution Unported 3.0 license. For more episodes of OVS Orbit, visit ovsorbit.org, or for more information about OpenVSwitch, visit openvswitch.org.